You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. We are back, baby. What is going on? This is Alan, producer of the TNF Show. After our long hiatus, we are officially relaunching the show. We're going to be coming at you twice a week with content not only from Chris and Taylor, but also with other key leaders from within the TF family. Got a topic you want to hear more about or get further insight on? Email us at podcast at trafficandfunnels.com. Today's episode comes from a recent Q&A session where Chris and Taylor talk about the influence of the market on the business in 2021 and talk about how things have changed since you last heard from us. Let's get to it. So curious with all the stuff you guys are shifting and changing, how much of it, and if you could talk specifically about the changes you're making that are more based on size, like, okay, every time company triples, everything breaks versus like what's happening in the, the marketplace uh, economy, just like everything that's going on. So I'm curious how many of the changes that you guys are making are based upon just the level that you're at size wise versus what's what is kind of reactive to the market and where we're at. That makes sense. Yeah. So my viewpoint is I think that Obviously, there's a lot, there are a lot of changes. The market's moving really fast, and we're changing as a result of inefficiencies and ineffectiveness that we uncovered in the business because of issues that we had. So, um, it's it's interesting when you when you grow really fast and you produce a lot of cash. Um, I've been saying this to the team: cash covers a multitude of sins. And so, we had some issues back at last fall. Um, that we had a, uh, basically a slowdown in cash production. And so we're like, what the F is going on? And you know, we're just continually building new things. And so we had to dive into the weeds and really kind of uncover some things that weren't healthy. And it was pretty systemic, like across every department. So a lot of it was that, just uncovering and peeling back, like what really is here? Oh, we thought we had really good things here, really good infrastructure, or we thought that our roots were really deep, but turns out maybe they weren't. And so it's been a process of going back. It's like, what does that actually mean for us? What do we want this to be? What does it look like um, to be a business organization that really can be here for the long term, um, serve the marketplace in a great way, but be something that we're really, really proud of as well, which at this point uh, really requires a lot more involvement from us. So Taylor jumped into sales, completely overhauled it. I've been very involved in marketing. We've really been innovating on uh, the offer. We're shifting to freelance market as our flagship. Um, so yeah, a lot of things that have kind of gone into that process. I mean, I'm sure all of us would love to hear just kind of what, what specifically you guys are tackling. And I think uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone, any of us are at your guys' level, so I know a lot of these kind of bigger problems are, it's great to learn from, but it's harder to kind of apply to a smaller team or a freelancer type business. So, so that's why I was kind of curious, the difference in problems that you're solving because of, you know, we had all this cash and we didn't realize we had these issues, and so now we're, we're unraveling that. Uh, I might be more cu- curious on some of the more like market reactive like hey the landscape is changing and finding people is is different what people are responding to online is different and so we're making those those kind of changes that, that makes sense the difference between those kind of two mm-hmm. yeah well from a market same standpoint i think that um there's been a lot of duplication 
and people taking what we have innovated on years ago and taking that and made that maybe even better. And we stopped innovating, at least in with our flagship program, CK. Um, and so there's people who are innovating more or that have been innovating more. They're willing to work harder, more hours, produce less. Um, and we just got to a place where we're not okay with that anymore. And so just adapting to that and looking at, you know, what does our business need to be to have an innovation engine, but stay ahead of the curve, stay competitive, um, while also staying profitable. Let me give an update. Okay, here we go. So we've drawn down everything so that we can rebuild it. We're probably 40% as big now as we were a year ago this time. Major drawdown. Rebuilding departments, rebuilding teams, and rebuilding processes. And culture. And culture, yeah. So everything kind of floated from 2020 to the end of 2021. Um, there weren't a lot of, of updates or a lot of tweaks. And it, you know, you can even ask like some of the staff in the room, like middle last year was kind of like a inflection point where we really got back invested again so that we could get some of the feeling, you know how every business has a feeling? It lives. It's a real thing. Your business is a machine with emotions in it. And so with serial entrepreneurs who are like, you know, I'm gonna build this, and I'm gonna build that, and I'm gonna build 17 different things. The risk is that you kind of forget about your main thing. And so we kind of started getting back involved probably July or August. But really involved November. It was interesting yesterday. We had, we had a full day offsite and we're mapping out a lot of things. And it was Brian that was like, I feel like I just met you for the first time like 40 days ago. That's not good. I mean, it's true, but it's as a founder, an owner, it's like, whoa, like freak. You know, and I think, it, you know, that's the sentiment. That was largely the sentiment mid-summer last year was like, you know, Taylor and Chris, there's kind of like a firewall and don't talk to them, don't, don't even look at them. They just come in and, and walk through. Accurate or no? So draw down, rebuilds, and really redo some of the scaffolding and the infrastructure. Here's what happens when something is covered up and then things are built on top of it. What has to happen to the things that were built on top of it? <laughs> it's like, because if, if the foundation is kind of janky or unhealthy, so it's really been a six month process of like unwinding, going back into the areas, figuring out who's in charge of what. Seriously, like, who is this person? Like, oh, we hired him seven months ago. How have you never met him? I don't know, I have no idea getting involved in the way that the business should feel and should run and making sure the right people are in the right seats. And we had some people that were on the right butts. They were like stuck in a corner and never listened to, no feedback was solicited. So in that case, like right person, right bus, wrong what? 
seat, right? They're just, and then we had certain leaders who were really competent and talented, but they were p promoted past the place of expertise, wrong seat. So it gets really messy sometimes. And I think sometimes there's not enough discussion about this, which is why you're talking about, this gonna be a really valuable session, is everybody online is perfect and they're crushing it, everybody. It's like, what's wrong with me? How come I'm not crushing it like this person? And then one of the things we learned early days is like those people that are crushing it become clients and then you realize they're not really crushing it's it. All bullshit. It's all It's just kind of an online thing, you know? Um, so anyways, draw down, begin to rebuild. Looking at the assets, have you ever felt like um, you don't have any assets and everything you've been working for the last three years is for nothing? No. It's always bullshit. You always have assets that are just untapped. And everything starts and ends in the mind. So if you can't extricate yourself from the mess and look at assets, then you're screwed. You're just gonna stay perpetually spiraling, right? Looked at our assets. What are our assets in Sales Mentor? What are our assets in TF? What are our assets in IA? We actually made the decision to draw down IA completely because it was like junior baby startup. They didn't have the proper staffing. What else went into that decision? It was like breaking even, but. Yeah, it was just another thing. Just another thing from a bandwidth capacity standpoint. Um, and then also changed pieces of the vision because I, I was in Peyton's office and he was like, what's the vision for TF? This is probably November. I was like, hell if I know. No, no vision. It's amazing how, how fast and how big you can get something. If you're just good at sales and marketing, you don't necessarily have to be good at everything else, which is an, that's a, a problem. That actually opens up blind spots. So when we're looking at the vision for TF, we're kind of like, A of all, we don't have a vision, and the vision we had in 2017 is no longer sufficient. So were you guys at the, who was at the office day, was it a month ago? Talking about freelance. We talked about freelance, right? Yep. And then when, when we talked about freelance on $100 billion added back to the, you know, the, the economy, did you feel the buzz? It's like, hits, awesome, let's go. We talk about sales mentor and training and placing 100,000 sales professionals over the next four years, buzz, boom, lock in, go. And what we sort of found is that we had a lot of different people who were really passionate about our clients, but they weren't working in the same direction. Like they were doing, they were trying to serve people, but because there was no unity of vision, they were kind of like, this person's over here launching this, this person's over here trying to get that done, and then what you, what you have is you have like bandwidth that's being siphoned and split down the middle. And so we've really kind of sucked things back up to original vision and mission, and people are starting to feel it. There's more torque. Kind of hit the bottoming out curve in December, January, Started coming back, February, going back, March be even higher. And what you'll get access to, which is gonna be awesome over the next six months, is what's it look like us getting back to like that three, three and a half, four million dollars a month with like locked vision, which is gonna be exciting. So that's kind of the update for us. And it includes everything. Like it hits operations, sales, marketing, fulfillment, finance, like all of the above.